Ciao. You're listening to EdUp Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Pepicello, former president of University of Phoenix and academic vagabond. So let's get started. Well, podcastees, as I mentioned in one of the recent podcasts, actually it was the last one, uh, I've been reading and rereading the book Commencement, the Beginning of a New Era in Higher Education. And in this book, there are a number of themes that run throughout, things like operating models, the future of higher education, evolution versus revolution. And in this podcast, I want to talk about one of the, uh, the really important themes that runs throughout the book, and that's leadership. Now, if you follow this, uh, this podcast or my book entitled Leadership on the Field of Play, which is available on Amazon, take a look at it. It's short, it's cheap, and it's good. But if you have looked at that or listened to the podcast, you know I have a lot to say about leadership. Um, and so I'm going to take this opportunity to share some of my more recent thoughts. Now, let me first say that there are lots of books and articles and posts on LinkedIn that offer perspectives and advice on leadership that are really useful. And um, certainly, I'm not going to argue with any of those. But that said, here's what I think. Ta-da! First, and this is fairly controversial for a lot of people, I don't believe that leaders are made. I believe they are exposed. Now, what the hell does that mean? Well, it means you can't learn to be a leader. It's either in you or it's not. If it is, it can emerge when given the right circumstances, and it can be honed and it can be refined, but it can't be learned. If you don't have it in you to start if there's not that leadership gene, there's no recipe for becoming a leader. That's why we say stuff like, a title doesn't make you a leader. It's also why we have bad leaders. I mean, if you could learn to lead, why would we have bad leaders? Well, bad leaders are essentially people that are living the Peter principle, and they have reached a level um, beyond their reach. Um, and for most of them, there is no next step. And so they become bad leaders. Now, as a leader, here are some of the things that emerged from my experience. Now, first, who says I'm a good leader? What makes you say that, Pavicello? Well, good question. And the answer to that is don't ask me, ask my teams. They're actually the ones who validate it. And that's because over the, a good number of years, my teams achieved great things. So there. Now, on to a few lessons about failure and success, which I think lies at uh, the center of leadership. Now, let's start with failure. Failure is final. It is a nasty, malevolent word, and it means you have quit. You only fail if you quit. I was interviewed once, 
and was asked what I learned from my failures. My reply was, I have never failed. I have persevered. And the interviewer was shocked. What an arrogant ass I am, right? Well, you know what? If so, I'm in good company. Thomas Edison failed thousands of times trying to perfect the incandescent light bulb. But when asked about his failures, he is quoted as having said, I have not failed. I have just found 9,999 ways that do not work. Think about that. That is not a person who quit and walked away. It's a person who saw every setback as an opportunity. Now, I have read advice to leaders and on LinkedIn, amongst other places, telling them, well, you know, you need to expect to fail. Not, do not expect to fail. Expect to persevere. And as I just mentioned with Edison, what some people call failures, I have always called speed bumps or opportunities, but not failures. Captain James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, one of my heroes growing up, referring to a testing situation in which he was involved at one time, said, I don't believe in the no-win scenario. Well, podcasties, that's what it's all about. You simply don't believe that there is a no-win scenario. There is always another way, and that's what good leaders look for. Now, something I learned from University of Phoenix founder John Sperling informed my style throughout my career as a leader. John Sperling was a man from very humble origins who spent his life thinking outside the box. Uh, his autobiography called Rebel with a Cause is worth reading if you want to go on Amazon and look for it. I think it's still there. That's Rebel with a Cause. And it, uh, it tells you the journey uh, that he went through and his life leading up to University of Phoenix. Now, the fact that um, he never gave up uh, and that sentiment is repeated in the book, Commencement, The Beginning of a New Era in Higher Education. There's another plug for you guys. But what John said to me was, and I'm just sort of paraphrasing this, and it's also in the in the the uh, commencement book. Great things are not accomplished by those who yield to trends and fads and popular opinion. Something to think about. It's something that we often say, but don't take a lot of action on. And so far, as I look around my over 40 years uh, of experience in higher education, I have not seen a reason to doubt that wisdom. Okay, so much for failure. What about success? Well, this one is a lot simpler. You know what I said was failure 
itself is, is permanent because it means you've quit. Success, however, is temporary. And that's why it can be a trap for people. You know, one successful initiative does not a leader make. I mean, it could be an accident. You never know. It could be good leadership, or it could be the fact that um, you just got out of the way and let your team accomplish something. But one successful initiative, or even a number, begs the question, what have you done for me lately? And the answer is, or should be, I haven't done anything. My team has accomplished a lot. Stay tuned for more. That, I think, is a very humbling perspective, but it's one that I learned. I won't say I learned it the hard way, but I learned it from looking back on successes that my teams had and saying, wow, how did that happen? How did we get that done? And realizing that while certainly I had a hand in it, I was, uh, maybe I was even the driving force, I was not the only uh, person who was responsible for that success. Okay, so success is a lot shorter than failure, you'll notice. But in all of this, there's, there's one thing that I learned, and frankly, I probably learned it um, uh, well, not too late, but later than I should have um, about the whole leadership deal because it consumed me for a, a number of years. So it was not uncommon for uh, my administrative assistant to walk into my office and say, you know, the staff uh, are, are talking about uh, how you're doing and they're all very happy, but they wish you'd take a vacation. Uh, which I rarely did when I was working, and I probably should have. Um, but it brought me to a, a quote from Jack Kerouac, who once said, you know, in the end, you won't remember the time you spent working in the office or mowing your lawn. Climb that goddamn mountain. Well, you know, as we wrap this up, that's not really bad advice to take on the way out of this episode. So with that, I'll invite you to listen into the next exciting episode. Ciao.